Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell, along with my co-hosts Glenn, Martin, and DK in the background, as always, running the show. We are so excited to be here with you guys on a Tuesday evening. Bit of a long absence, long weekend away from the show, back with a vengeance. The only thing I have to report, Glenn, is that my illness was overcome, and then my son got sick again. And so now I am congested from here up. And, uh, but the cough is very subtle this time, just tons of congestion, congestion. And I probably sound like hermit. I can't hear myself very well either. So, uh, it is what it is. All that Mm -hmm. being said, we're here. We're here. We're ready to go. And Glenn, it's time, baby. It's that time of season. The Raven sweater is out and about. I love it. Let's go. Uh, shout out to Harry for getting me for this, uh, for Christmas years ago. But uh, Glenn, how are you doing, my man? Doing well, doing well. It's it's a, uh, big weekend coming up. Obviously, the big week with Thanksgiving just a couple days away. It's one of one of my. It's got to be. I mean, once I had children, Christmas kind of bumped up there because you like seeing the kid. You oh, know, yeah. I like seeing my son open his presents. But Thanksgiving's always been my favorite holiday. Good food, good football. It's going to be a beautiful day. Now, don't not sure. I, I, I'm not sure. I love the Black Friday game. The the Friday games. It's like, look, I love yeah, football, but. Let's stop putting it every single available day we put a game on. I mean, holy smokes. Not to mention I'll be working that day. Uh-oh. Uh, is that so, a big is that a big day in the shop? I mean, you know, Black Friday. Yeah, it's gonna be there's gonna be some foot traffic, uh, as they say. But yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not necessarily thrilled I'll be missing those games. But yeah, it's gonna be a big weekend, huge important game. The Ravens have a tough schedule down the stretch, uh, which we're gonna get into in a little bit, but Hey man, it's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be fun to watch our Ravens get back out there and hopefully continue what they started this past Thursday. Um, uh-huh. But Jimbo, we got a lot of news to talk about, and I want to get yep. your take right out the gate. Let's do it. On the, the news that broke today, Pepe Williams was activated from injured reserve, returned to practice today, opening a three-week window in which he can be activated to the to the – to the roster and join his Ravens defense back on the field. So how big of an impact do you expect Pepe to have returning to this defense? I think it's a big deal. I, I wouldn't have said it's a big, I think he'll have a decent impact more than if Marlon wasn't banged up. I think it just makes a big deal because he's a player that we've seen do well while in spots uh, that you can add to that rotation. We need that rotation to be as deep and as good as possible. Right. So I am uh, I'm looking forward to, to him being back, especially as he plays on the inside. Um, you know, that, that seems to be where where people are expecting him to play. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to him be back. And I think he'll be relatively impactful because we don't know what Marlon's going to be like. He's banged up. It is what it is. Right. And mm-hmm. I hope this doesn't happen. I'm not going to say what I think could potentially happen, but I'm just hoping for the best with Marlon. All that being said. Uh, I like Pepe being thrown back in the mix for sure. Isn't there another guy that's out too in the cornerback? Mallette's not out, is he? Is he banged uh, up? Seymour got put on um, IR, okay. I, believe. I believe. So, I mean, I just feel like at this late late in the season, getting a guy who we've seen do well and are excited about back mm-hmm. uh, is always exciting, right? Especially at that position uh, being the cornerback room. So, I'm looking forward to it. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. And there's already – Early reports that there's a chance Marlin can play. I'm kind of hopeful that they err on the side of caution when it comes to Marlin's calf, and that we just don't see him back till final till after the bye. 
And I kind of think the same would probably be said for Pepe. Like, why rush him out there for this Sunday when you have the bye right on the heels of this game and you know that you can then give him an extra week of, of practice reps as well as, you know, continued rehab and rest from the injury. So I want to see Pepe and I want to see Marlon Humphrey both after the bye week. And I think we can survive this Sunday. I'm hopeful that we can survive this Sunday without him. Uh, and, and you know, of course, we're going to have more time to get into the Chargers, but you know, they're, they're pretty banged up from a skill position standpoint as well. And, and the guy they do have that they took one pick before Zay Flowers at pick 21 is having about a rough a rookie year, as you can mm-hmm. imagine, dropped the game-winning 70-yard reception, which, by the way, had that son of a gun in my flex for, in a pinch last week. That 70-yard tutty would have looked real good, uh, but mm-hmm. he dropped it nonetheless. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I I'm confident with who, what we have going into this game the way that we've seen uh, the corners play, but it'll certainly be nice getting Pepe back out there. For sure. Yeah, I agree. The only thing I'll say about that, what didn't he deal? Isn't that the TCU kid? Who's that? Uh, oh. The guy that Chargers took? Uh, yeah, I believe it is TCU. Isn't he, yeah. the, he struggled with drops in college, right? He did. He's more of a I mean, finesse surprise, guy surprise. for his size. Yeah, yeah but like they could have had Zay. They, and they picked decided Quentin. not to. Yep. Uh, all because of measurables, man. That's exactly man, right. When, we, when will we as humans learn? Yep, measurables don't make a football player. No, Manny says, I mean, look at Geno Stone. Manny says the one-two knockout from Glenn's fire appearance in the L on Thursday night has broken the orange and black (laughs) board. Did y'all see their post game? Oh, no, Glenn, what did you do to our guys, dude? Dude. Oh, Manny, that's all. I had to go in there and represent, bro. But dang, I didn't know they were down that bad. I mean, whew. Oh, that's hilarious, dude. They were. (laughs) (laughs) Glenn broke them, dude. Dude, The thing is, you guys, what you don't understand is that you're not, if you're not experienced with Glenn, he is relentless. If he gets an edge, forget about it. So that's fun. That's hilarious, man. Glenn, you did him in, dude. Man. Sorry, boys. I mean, over orange and black, you know, I like you guys, but. Had to come bring the heat, and then the, the Ravens uh, certainly backed it up on the field on Thursday. And shout out to the fans too. Had uh, some family in the in the building. Had some friends down there. They said it was absolutely unbelievable. The atmosphere. Oh, the reports sure. are that the energy was it was off the charts, and I'm sure that impacted the game, whether Burrow was in there or not. Yeah, no, for sure. Manny follows it up with uh, Glenn. It was Oscar worthy. Thank Dang. you. Man, Get him his Oscar, it. ladies and gentlemen. That's right. I'm Get available to all Emmy. shows. Any opponents of the Ravens want to have me on, I'll gladly come on. Think twice. <laughs> Think twice. This is the last thing I want to say. Of course, uh, we're going to bring Cole Jackson in. Uh, yes, but last thing I want to say, did John have to get up at the mic and say there's a chance that Mark could come back? Like, did he have to do that? I don't see the value in putting any timetable on it. But as a fan, as a person who, who likes – to have hope i'm not mad because he gave me some hope and i'm realistic and that i'm not gonna hold him to it and if he doesn't come i'm gonna uh, come back before the super bowl i'm gonna be like oh just john harbaugh's a line sob it is what it is but i do think he he may have did himself no favors i will say that yeah you know i'm the type of guy glenn you know i like to run right yeah and uh i hate it when i'm in a, like sometimes i'm in a race and i hate it when, when I see the signs, how much, like what mile I'm in. You don't even want I, a reminder. No, dude, yeah. do not tell me I got 22 miles left. 
That's right. Like, don't freaking tell me that, dude. I will kill you. So if you're Stop in it. if you're in jail, you're not you're not one of those guys that's putting an X, no, carving an X into know. the wall, the dude, jail there's cell. There's like the day. people on the sideline that are like working the race, the volunteers, and they're like, all right, all right, just a cool 18. It's a cool 18. What are you talking about? Like, I don't want to. So my point is that, like, I don't want to know that Mark can come back. Just don't tell me that stuff. Surprise right? me. You wanted to be surprised. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And that would have been nice surprise, dude. Like, totally <laughs> off the radar. And all of a sudden, it just drops. And they drop an Andrew's return trailer. Dude. Could you Woo! imagine the hype video for that? Oh. Mm. With, with that being said. Um, Cole Jackson might have to go in there and play his doppelganger. Dude, um, they would never know. They would never. Know. Except I think uh, maybe maybe the height difference, right, Cole? I think that it's would be, give it away. But outside of that, uh, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our resident, a film expert, Cole Jackson. Oh, sorry, DK. I'm over here doing your job. I apologize. <laughs> Cole, how are you, man? Good to see you. Good, good. How are you boys doing? Dude, doing good. Oh, Rocking dude. the mustache. Oh, Rocking the mustache. Dude, yeah. Flavor no, saver, uh, bro. I had to trim it a bit. It was a bit out of control when I was on Ron Swanson, man. <laughs> you have like, nice little Ron Jeremy stay in there for like a few days after you eat and they like randomly fall in your mouth and you're like, oh, that's steak yeah. from three days ago. No. But Thanksgiving coming up for you guys, too. Yeah, get some turkey in there. Yeah, dude, get a little <laughs> gravy, bruh. Um, <laughs> And of course, uh, Cole, we're going to give you an opportunity to talk, you know, some about what, what uh, you know, kind of brings you on here tonight outside of our, <laughs> our weekly visit. Um, but I do got to start with uh, the controversy of, of the game last week. I, I got to get your take on Logan Wilson. The hit drop tackle didn't just strike the Ravens with the loss of Mark Andrews, but we also saw it in the college ranks affecting the quarterback for FSU. Seems to have ended what was looking like a dream season for them. What, what's your thoughts on the hip drop tackle? Can they police it and, and you know, also touch on the impact of losing Mark Andrews for the season? Yeah, uh, I, I was, it was crazy. I mean, Logan Wilson damn near took out three people. He almost got a UAV by the end of this game. And, uh, <laughs> I like it. You know, the, the hip drop tackle, it's, it's a tough one. Um, I, they've already reviewed it. I think because this happened in prime time, they will be in, and I mean, you've seen the buzz around it. They'll be inclined to review it again. Um, they're going to be really hesitant because of the enforcement. And I, in terms of whether or not they can police it, I mean, I remember way back when they brought in the defenseless receiver um, rule and they implemented that. And the thing was, how is anyone going to hit over the middle of the field? And, you know, it's going to be flags all the time and every guys are going to be getting ejected and players adjust. And so, um, you know, I don't think there was any malicious intent. I don't really consider Logan Wilson dirty personally. Um, it's, it's a technique that is taught and it's used. It's not ideal. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it's, it's hard to call it a dirty play when it's not a penalty. It's not against the rules. It's, it's been reviewed already by the league and it was deemed not to, it obviously sucks. Like we lost Mark Andrews because of it. Um, and yeah, I mean the, the Lamar tackle at the sideline, that wasn't a hip drop. Um, and Odell's wasn't really either. So, I mean, it was really just the Mark tackle. Um, unfortunate it from his perspective, he's thinking if I wrap Mark can drag me and he's 
almost in the end zone, right? So like I I, I get it. Um, so I'm not sure what they're gonna do. Um, they'll look at it. I, I think that I think it could be outlawed. Um, I think there's a real chance. I'm not as concerned about the um policing of it because i just think players will adjust like they did with hits over the middle like remember what it used to be like <laughs> like you remember when brian dawkins and mm-hmm. even ed and troy like remember when they were just blowing guys up Sean taylor yeah it was and, the best I mean, of times it was the worst right? of times baby like <laughs> college football you look at the targeting rule and there's still some of ejections and i mean kyle hamilton just um just got ejected a couple weeks ago and mm-hmm. so um you know i don't think you can call logan wilson any dirtier than you could a, a a fan of i forget even who we were playing detroit was it it was chris moore no it was, uh yeah it was detroit wasn't it yeah yeah um oh I no mean, no no tennessee. 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 tennessee it's like a tennessee fan saying that kyle hamilton's dirty and i don't think kyle hamilton's dirty and that hit was technically illegal so that's just how i view it um but we'll see we'll see what happens um the more injuries that happen the more they're going to take a look at it for sure yeah, it's always difficult when you start to legislate things because other things pop up because of the initial legislation, and then. Dude, I said it from the right, right when it happened. It almost has to be an unwritten rule that players agree on because the flags would come, it would drive us crazy with the mm-hmm. enforcement of it, and yeah, I, I think it's just be a nightmare. But uh, Cole, what's the loss going to be like for the Ravens? Who's going to yeah. have to step up the most, and how devastating is that? It's huge. Um, Mark's the safety blanket. He's top three tight end in the league. Um, it sucks. Uh, he's just been Mr. Steady. Uh, I will say the one thing in 2022, I remember being shocked when they drafted a second tight end in the fourth round with their 800 fourth round picks that year. Um, oh boy. Oh boy, Cole. And are you, I, are, are you about to go pull? Are you about to go full Kadri Ismail on us? Why would he say? Go ahead. We'll let you speak. No, I was going to say, I mean, the only way that ever made sense is if you were going to be prepared for doomsday, not having Mark Andrews. We know that Lamar loves to throw to tight ends. Um, And here we are. So it's on these two young lads to step up. And uh, likely and Kolar have both had up and down moments um, in both the run and the pass game. Uh, both looked pretty good in preseason, likely struggled a little bit early. He's gotten a lot better the last few weeks. Kolar, similarly, um, it's their time. This is why you made those those draft depth picks. It's so that if you lost Mark, you would have guys to go to, and I think they're going to deploy them um, based on skill set. I think you're going to see uh, – I remember when, when Mark got hurt last year, likely came in and he had – I think it was just one game – he had a touchdown on it. it was that on Tampa one of those Bay game. That's right. And uh, he balled you know, out. Didn't see a lot of Kolar, but I think we're going to see a big mix. I think you're going to see <laughs> likely doing a lot of the close to line of scrimmage and line stuff. Kolar is going to do a little bit more of Mark's split out stuff. So, I mean, it's a huge loss, um, but it's not really those two that I'm expecting to replace the production who I need to replace the production is Rashad Bateman because his yeah, tape the last three to four that. weeks has been stellar. He's open he looks smooth. He's explosive. Um, his release is nuts right now. Like he is getting clean releases. He's absolutely cooking guys with double ups and and agility. You know, outside releases. Like it's it's been good stuff. So in terms of the production, it's Rashad Bateman is where I want to see the majority of those targets going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be interesting to see where the production 
goes and uh, what they're able to do. I think one of the things that I mentioned is uh, in our in our post game was that I think we have the horses to get it done. It's not like, could you imagine if this happened last year or even in 19 if Mark went down? Holy crap. Even though, Mar- even though Lamar is playing like a man possessed, still to be able to make up for a loss like that would have been really significant. And, and not that it's not now, um, but I think we're in a different situation as far as the other weapons that we might have. Uh, and I want to keep talking about um, a few things in the game, but I also want to uh, bring this up really quick because it got me pretty, it incited me today. Mm. Um, it got me pretty fired up. Um, DK, if you can put this graphic up before we make any comments about it, I just have a question for you guys. You can see the power ranking graphic on the screen. This is brought to you by this fool's name is somewhere. Um, <laughs> oh, Pete, Pete Prisco, Pete Prisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm sure to rub off on Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Pete Prisco here. Um, wow. From, uh, from, from zero to 60 seconds, how much time did he actually spend on this before he had the good old marketing team spin this trash? He up? spent a lot of time because he specifically chose just one AFC team. Like there, that, how, that had to take effort to only how, pick one in your top. Yeah. Five. How stupid can you be to put one AFC team in the, in the top five power rankings in the NFL? And then just specific to Baltimore, not only do we beat the crap out of the Lions with one hand tied behind our backs, we've already, you know, uh, what do we do? We split with the Browns. Is that what we did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we split with the Browns. I mean, we have a better record right now than than every team on this except for the Eagles. one and two, right? Yeah. Nah, that's no, it. Just the, Eagles, just the right? one. Yeah, yeah, just the ones. So this is just so dumb to me. Is there like... Am I the only one that thinks this is absolutely ridiculous? I feel like he's just heavily waiting that Cleveland <laughs> loss because of the recency of it. And, you know, from the perspective of whoever wrote this, I don't really agree with it, but I would imagine he would say Cleveland just beat them. Baltimore has been up and down. How Even do though I wouldn't even really say up and, and down. Yeah. I mean, right. we've been straight blasting some of these teams. Mm-hmm. How can you put the Browns on the top 10 Deshaun Watson list? Yeah. No, their defense is pretty damn Even good. the Dolphins. Like, the Dolphins haven't been as sharp as they were early in the season. Yeah, they've yet yeah, to beat a good team. That's what I was going to say. Glenn, didn't you talk about this? Isn't Dolphins' record against, like, good teams just terrible? They haven't won any against good teams. Yeah, so, yeah. anyway, I just wanted to say that this got me fired up today. And I was <laughs> okay. like, All right. I can't be the only one here that thinks this guy deserves well, look, a goal. I, look, I, Cole, you're you're rubbing off on the both of us because I'm going at people on Twitter like now. Now that I like I've never done before. Let him know. Uh, Jimmy called me. He's like, "Do you see what you started on Twitter? I had no idea. I know, man. It was a, le- but a whole army had already filed behind Glenn, and I was like, "Holy crap! Yeah. Here we go." It's absolutely crazy. But I want to get back to um, <laughs> the game. And man, o- Adafi Owe has been something yes. else since coming back from this last injury. So I, I just want to give you a couple minutes here, Cole, to talk about what you've seen from Adafi. And and can, can you try and kind of tell us what you think his ceiling could be when he's a complete product? Yeah, I mean, he's been on another level since he got back. In his last three games alone, he's got 15 pressures, three sacks. Um, the sacks are finally coming, which is the big shiny sacks everyone wanted. Nobody cared that he was consistently getting pressure. People wanted those sack numbers. Now they're coming. Mm-hmm. Um, the ceiling is high because uh, what we've seen 
from him and what Chuck Smith has, has done with him as a player is like he won against Orlando on Thursday. He, I saw him win with a double hand swipe dip. I saw him win with a club rip. I saw him win with a spin move. Um, he won with, against, with a spin move against the tight ends where he got doubled on the other side. It's not just like he's not a one trick pony type thing. It's the pass rush plan is there the way he's branching things together, it all comes down to his tackling. I mean, I think it was the first, it was the first play of the game. Yeah, it was the first play of the game. Burrow scrambled up the middle for four yards or something like that. Um, he absolutely dusted Orlando Brown or he short cornered him um, and dipped under his, uh, dipped under his <laughs> punch and just didn't get the tackle in. And so it's just the more that that comes, the more that he's able to close on these pressures. Um, that's where, he's going to meet his ceiling because his pass rush win rate, he's in the top 10 amongst edge rushers in the NFL. Um, his pass rush productivity, which factors in like it waits for sacks so that sacks are considered heavily. Um, he's in the top 10. He's a top 10. Statistically, he's a top 10 edge rusher um, per snap this year. I know people probably don't really believe it, but, that's what the numbers say. And that's looking at pass rush win rate and, and productivity. So, um, you know, he's got the, he's got, he's got pro bowl potential. Absolutely. The way that he's putting this all together, he has pro bowl potential without a doubt. Mm. I love yeah. it. Hey, hey, Jimbo, I want to quickly Cole Cole's getting some love with the, uh, the no beard look is saying, this is a good look <laughs> for you. Mustache only. But I also want to give you an opportunity to talk about, uh, you know, kind of what goes into having this mustache today. Absolutely. And so uh, first off, I saw you boys made a donation. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. Um, So it's Movember. And uh, Movember is something that's been in my life for years. Um, In 2009, when I was in grade 11, uh, I lost my father to prostate cancer. Um, And when I tell this story, a lot of people are surprised when they hear prostate cancer. And that's because typically it's curable and typically it's treatable. Not always, of course. Um, But my dad's story serves as a story that I like to share because it really speaks to what Movember is trying to accomplish. Now, of course, they want to raise money and that money goes into research um, and that stuff is super important. Um, But what I think the true meaning is, is raising awareness around men taking better control of both their physical and their mental health. And my dad was your typical small town southern guy. Um, I'm not sick, you know, never took a day off work. And when he started to get sick, he just didn't get it checked. And the cancer progressed to a point where it wasn't treatable. And so I remember about three months back in 2008, about three months, no, sorry, nine months uh, before. So it would have been like March. They gave him six months and he sat down with me and my brother to tell us. And he said he wanted to make it through another Christmas and he did and then he passed away in january so um he's your true rugged small town (laughs) guy um so i like to do this in his honor share his story because it really speaks to what movember wants to accomplish they want men to take better control of their health and it's something that's near and dear to my heart so um i am doing a little movember uh campaign with a couple buddies from high school um we're just trying to raise a little bit of money but also share our stories one of my best friends um, from, from high school, he lost his father to cancer and his, uh, cousin to suicide. So, um, he's very much in the same place as me. So sharing his story to raise that awareness. So, 
Um, thank you boys again for the donation and letting me share it on, uh, on your show. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Anytime. And, uh, happy to be able to help in any small port, you know, in any small way that we can and hopes that, uh, just like you said, I mean, I'm with it. Anybody certainly that's a dad feels the, the obviously we have dads, but also being a dad, it kind of puts that in perspective as well. So, um, yeah, we appreciate that, Cole. Uh, and looking forward to great things. So make sure, I, I think DK is uh, put a link in the description. Is that correct, DK? Yeah? Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, check it out. The link is in the description. You guys can also make a donation, partner up with us um, and Cole and uh, make a difference, folks. So uh, yeah, uh, go ahead and check it out. And you know we'd greatly appreciate it. Um, that being said, one of the things I want to mention is I figured out why the Browns are in front of us in the power rankings, Cole. Why? Because I got Joey Flack, man. That's true. I mean, when I saw that man bouncing around yeah. Ohio on a – I think he was flying Spirit. I don't think they have any other planes <laughs> in Ohio. <laughs> in Ohio. Uh, but uh, the picture killed me. It had the, the lady in front of him with the Reds hat on. So yeah. I was like, he's 100% going from Cleveland to Cincinnati, isn't he? <laughs> Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was a bidding look, war for Joe Flacco. Look, he wasn't ranked high enough, baby. <laughs> look, I don't know. We might think about putting hey, the Browns I'll in the top five. Out there. I don't want to play the Browns with January Joe. Do you guys? Dude. That man's no. dangerous. I'm more nervous about January good. Joe than I would be Deshaun Watson. If he shows up with the sure. too, I will shit my pants. Oh, dude. You know, it's game time. I mean, I don't think that's good news. I don't think it's good news that the Steelers fired Canada because I, know, I think I think that could shake things up and we don't we want that offense to stay down where it's been and you just never know when you kind of shake up the room uh but I, I, I did want to ask your take on what you saw from OBJ because see people mm -hmm. are still doubting whether he can get things done he finally has the breakout game but most importantly he does so with a bunch of yak yards and j just let, let me know what you what you saw from OBJ this week Absolutely. The, uh, the play that got me the most excited, it wasn't even one of his big gains. It was the, uh, they stacked the line of scrimmage. He just ran a quick out, um, against the blitz. The, the Bengals brought seven, uh, mm -hmm. and OBJ just ran that quick out at the sideline. He hit a spin move and then took it inside the 10 yard line. Um, that play was critical because the number one way to beat, um, to beat, the blitz is not only like when they, when they line up like Miami did a couple of years ago, where it's just a receiver across, there's no safety help, get the ball out quick and then make your guy miss. That'll force the defense to adjust because there's no safety help. Um, so for them to do that right away in that game, I thought that was super important. Um, but yeah, the yak's been insane. I mean, he had 53 yards yak in that game. The Ravens in total had 154 and that's not counting Zay flowers touchdown. That should have been a touchdown. I was losing it on my couch during that play. Um, I think everybody saw my Twitter meltdown. Um, and, uh, you know, what OBJ, he, he just looks more fluid. He looks more explosive. Um, I don't really know how to explain it. I've been talking about getting him in the slot because he was lacking a little bit of juice. And um, I think one of the best things they've done is work him a little bit more over the middle um, and less on the sideline. And I think that's, you're seeing it. He took that slant to the house couple weeks ago and then you know in this game he caught another one over the middle made a guy miss quick out make a guy miss um i think they were trying too hard to push the ball downfield to him i'm not sure he's that player anymore um you know he can still make ridiculous catches there was that one early in the season where he tracked the ball over his shoulder um and obviously he's done some great 
defensive pass interference things downfield. Um, but I, I think the most critical thing that they've done is work him over the middle and then letting him kind of run in space. And that's really where um, that's when he was on the Rams for the Super Bowl win. That's what they were doing best with him. He was they were working him over the middle and he was making guys miss. So um, that's been a nice adjustment. And I think that's going to be again with Mark Andrews out. The middle of the field is Mark Andrews territory. Working those seams is Mark Andrews territory. Um, so a guy like OBJ working out of the slot with Zay and Bateman on the outside um, with their explosiveness and their speed. I think that that's one of the ways that they can adjust to, to fill that void left by Mark. Yeah. The, the, okay, let's see. Doomboy says, uh, Doomboy 94 says, why has our, our, <laughs> why has our run defense been booty lately? What's your take Cole? Uh, no, it's a good question. Uh, we saw, who did we play two weeks ago? Um, the Browns. The Browns. The Browns Late worked their laterally. Nothing fancy. They just pushed it down the ball. I mean, yeah, and they, they, they were, they were using, uh, they were using kind of inside zone, but working it out towards the tackle, trying to get, um, lateral displacement. And so guys like Travis Jones, Michael Pierce, guys that are eating gaps. If you get them moving laterally, they're not as effective. I think that's why Broderick Washington was out in this game. He's one of those, if you want to run gap concepts with Brody out there, it's not going to work well. That's his strength. Um, he's not as strong working laterally. We also know the Bengals are one of the quickest time to throw teams. They get the ball out quick. And I think they want to Brent Urban's length. Um, seems like he gets a PBU at the line of scrimmage every game. Um, so in terms of a depth role, but I think it was the run defense was more what they were thinking. Um, and they wanted to get guys that could move more laterally. So um, something to keep an eye on, but I think the key is that's where you need your linebackers to take over. And from what I've seen from Roe and queen, they just look gassed. Like, we're going on to almost the 12th game without a bye. <laughs> they've traveled the most of any NFL team. They've gone West Coast. They've gone to London. They've gone, you know, it's like that's we've been everywhere, man. <laughs> um, and uh, they, they got to be gassed. I mean, they're they're professional athletes, but they get gassed too. So, um, you know, I, I didn't want to. I thought Queen looked particularly bad in this game, um, especially in coverage, but that hasn't been him all year, right? Yeah. So it's not just like, oh, he's a bad player. He just looks a step slower, and, I mean, fatigue steps in. We're working through a very long season. They added a damn game. Um, so, you know, I'd like to see those boys get rested up. I'm looking forward to that bye week. Yeah, the, the last thing I got for you, Cole, in regards to this uh, Bengals game was obviously we got the injury to uh, to Marlon Humphrey as well. You know, there's a potential. Go ahead, Jimbo. Go there's ahead. A, there's a potential that he plays. I'm super nervous about a re-injury. Oh, uh, but but my question is, um, how nervous are you about the cornerback room? I mean, feel great. Not, yeah, love it. I, I don't thought understand. you were going to ask him to set it. you up, dude, for Brandon it's, Stevens. I, thought I, that's I mean, the like, thing is, is that I can only I can only <laughs> pat my back so many times. My arm's starting to hurt. You know, no, I mean? I, like. I, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the Brandon Stevens liability get attacked game, and it just, just isn't coming. And I mean, I just did a film piece this morning on on Brandon Stevens, looking at I, I think I broke down six reps against Jamar Chase, and uh, he had he had the clamps on 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 Jamar Chase. Like I don't care what anyone says. I had a couple comments that people were saying he's not trying to get open. What? 
what kind of take is that? Like, what yeah. are we- that's the classic when you lose on the on the court as a kid, and you're like, I wasn't trying <laughs> anyway, guys. Trying. I was on team. Oh, I'm um, gonna try now though. Yeah, yeah no, I, I don't. I don't know if they meant that he was like running decoy routes or clear out routes or something, but like, I mean, anyway, whatever. On the there's routes where I highlight where the eyes of the quarterback are specifically on Jamar Chase, and he's running in his back pocket. Um, he's using trail technique really effectively, which is essentially running side by side rather than staying over top. And the interesting thing about that, like Jamar Chase only had two catches for 12 yards. Um, so I'm not trying to act like he, he, he cooked Ronald Darby by any means, but he was getting more separation against Ronald Darby when he was on him because he was sagging off in his coverage. Stevens doesn't do that because he trusts that long speed that he has. And so that's why, and the, the advantage that gives him by running hip to hip Jamar Chase is one of the best on comeback routes and, and deep breaking routes. He's just so agile, so quick, physical at its stem. And Stevens is kind of just running with him. And when he goes to break down in his footwork, Stevens can feel that versus being over top of him. And then he's running a route underneath you. Um, so that's really what's working so well for Stevens right now. It's just he has a lot of confidence right now in his uh, in his deep running ability. As he should, right? As he should. What does Pepe bring back to the room coming off IR? Yeah, I mean, Arthur Millette um, has been kind of a surprise in terms of his play. Um, yeah. When I watched him with the Steelers, because I, I watched a little bit when they signed him, he was terrible. Um, like, he was not good. And uh, he was a good tackler. I thought he was good in run defense, run support, very physical. But in coverage, he was terrible. So I was shocked this year. He's been pretty good. Um, I really haven't had any complaints. Pepe just offers another option to Arthur Millette. Um, I think they're going to work him in slowly. Um, but... Uh, you know, I'm not going to just sit Millet for him right now because I think Millet's been playing pretty well. But I do want to see Pepe get involved again at some point. Love the way he plays. Love how physical he is. Um, but from what I've seen from the two of them side by side as Ravens, Millet's been better in coverage than Pepe is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it's it's nice healthy body though, right? You yeah. Get a- you can and- never have too many corners. Ozzie Newsome, Cole Jackson, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> list of geniuses right there that's all i heard uh well i get that's it for for me tonight from you cole uh so i appreciate you coming on as always guys if you want to uh help cole out and and help donate and contribute to the cause the link will be in the description the video below also don't forget if you guys are new go to road graders on youtube subscribe to his channel he will make you a better and smarter football fan for you doing so cole thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next week sir Thanks. And just a note from me to you guys, because I don't get to celebrate a seriously happy Thanksgiving. Have a blast with your family and friends. I get so jealous up here. We have ours in the second week of October. Um, so, I mean, I'm almost six weeks out from having my Thanksgiving. So I get to live vicariously through you guys. Um, so have a blast with your family and loved ones. Um, I know it's a short week for you guys in the in the work field. So um, enjoy it. Be safe. And Sunday night, let's go get the Chargers. Let's go. Let's get Have a good call, guys. Take care. Thanks. And, and Jimbo, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to get into a, a, just an initial reaction of what we have going going ahead because I was dipping into the schedule. And thanks again for Cole coming out, uh, legend as always. Yes. But Jimbo, the Ravens have the toughest remaining schedule when it comes to some analytics. DVO sure. something. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. 
you know, a genius here, but they do seemingly have one. Uh, uh, I mean, a ridiculously tough schedule. I'm going to throw mm -hmm. it up on the screen now. Yeah, and yeah, get yeah. your take. Cause I saw this too. And yeah, I want to talk about this a little bit. I mean, it is, and, and it's, it doesn't help where you're playing some of these opponents. I think you'd certainly yep. prefer if some of these games were at home rather than on the, uh, on the road here. But as you can see, it, it doesn't get much easier from a travel standpoint than going at, the Los Angeles Chargers this weekend. They're coming off a tough loss where their head coach is being questioned. The Rams coming off. I mean, I, I thought they'd be out of it by now, but they're trying to win still, Jimbo. They're absolutely trying to win. And then you got the Jags, who looked like world beaters last week. Same with the Niners, looked unbelievable. The Dolphins are still getting it done. And then the Steelers, we're going to be playing them with a new offensive coordinator. When you compare that to what the Chiefs have remaining in your battle for the number one seed in the AFC, I mean, to me, it's pretty clear who has the diff more difficult route. Uh, when you look at a, a pretty easy Raiders game, uh, I would um, anticipate the Packers, them being a heavily favored. Patriots are an absolute dumpster fire. The Raiders, again, are, are a mess with O'Connell. And then the Bengals will have a backup quarterback. So do you look at this as an uphill climb for the Ravens to hang on to that number one spot or, or do you have confidence they can get it done? I have confidence we get it done. This is what I start thinking when you read me that list, keep it coming. Yeah. Give me more. Like I want, and I hope the players are thinking the same, like keep telling me all this stuff. Cause all it is, is filling me up. Right. Give it, I, you know, I, I need more. I mean, the way that I, as a, as a person that watches and comments on the games, not a player, because I was a player, I say, you know, realistically i'm not losing a game as mm -hmm. a player like mm -hmm. in my head i'm not losing right like my team isn't losing but that being said i mean look <clears throat> just as a quick you analyze this quickly uh mm -hmm. so something that's important to mention in between the the after the chargers game we got the bye mm -hmm. so at that bye you reset and you got a one two three four five you got a five game sprint you got in intervals here right so it's like uh in, in my mind you got these five games, and I think Rams, these are the ones I think are, uh, I mean, the easiest wins of these five. The Rams wins, is, right? Well, the easiest wins in my mind, like, are well, the Rams and Steelers. you got to win those, right? No, for sure. I think the Rams and Steelers of that list are, are the easiest. So mm -hmm. if you beat the Chargers, you beat the Rams, you beat the Steelers, that's 11 wins. Yeah. Right? So now, like you said, it's about holding on to that number one spot, right? So you're going to have to find a way to keep up with the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'd like you said, the dolphins haven't beat anyone serious. I'm not crazy concerned about that game. Uh, the Jags can be whoever they want to be. And I know they've had some big wins this year, but they still are the Kings of the AFC JV league. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whatever that means, right? Like when you play Baltimore, then we'll talk, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because we are clearly the best conference, the best division in the best conference in football. And oh. we are the Kings of that division. So until the Jags have something to say to us, I'm I'm not sweating them. I'm 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 most nervous about that that Niners game. Uh, yeah, but in my mind, Glenn, the highlight of all this is that really I'm only nervous about one of these games. Not that the other games can't bite us, but um, that's the one that that I'm circling on the calendar. Like Christmas okay, night, that right? It's that a Niner game. game. It's Christmas night. You know, we're all humans like these guys are missing their kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. which I think 
that might help be helpful if you're on the road in a Christmas game because you can lock in. You're not with the family, you know, at home some guys. Yes. For some guys. No, don't you think like, I think for some guys that definitely help other guys. It would be worse. My opinion is if you're making the guys travel on Christmas, NFL pay for their family to travel with them, make it Christmas there for their, you know what I'm saying? I like it. (laughs) But so that's how I kind of broke it down. Cause I saw this too. And I was like, dang, first thing I saw was the chiefs remaining schedule. I'm like, dude, this is a cupcake walk. Like the bills aren't even real. (laughs) <laughs> like you know what i'm saying if the bills are your toughest team like what yeah. are we talking about here right and yeah. so i mean look it is what it is but to me i like this because i've mentioned this before if you don't do it in training you're not going to do it in the game be the most iron you know sharpened that you can be in the regular mm-hmm. season go through the gauntlet because in the playoffs you're going to be like okay we play the Steelers in the first round. Is that what you're telling me? Like, you know what I mean? Or whatever, whatever the team yeah. is. They're not going to be nervous about it because there's not going to be the question like there will with the Chiefs. Well, the, for the past two months, they've been playing cupcake teams. They haven't had a tough opponent or whatever. The Ravens mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. slayed all the dragons, you know? Yeah. So I, I like it. I'm excited about it. How you feeling about it? Oh, I mean, I, I, what I like is, like you mentioned, when they come off the bye, they got five games. Three of those games, including the last two, are at home. And I, I, I like that. And what I also like is the opportunity, the chance that maybe that Steelers game isn't as important, hopefully, and that maybe we can kind of see, you know, if the Ravens can do anything from a strategic standpoint of, of maybe getting some guys some needed rest, if, if that's the case, if we have guys banged up. Yeah. I'm not going to promote healthy resting of players right. uh, because we've seen that bite us in the tuchus. <clears throat> but if we do have a guy who's banged up and needs a week, it would be nice to, if that Steelers game doesn't carry a ton of importance. Uh, and even if that means the number one seed is out of the books and we're talking, <laughs> you know, we're already locked into a, maybe a different spot, but I do like that. There's the two finishing uh, home games. I'm not mad about that. I'm sure players yeah. will be excited and let's hope that the Ravens can uh, can carry that into the playoffs and have some home games in the playoffs as well. Yeah, I like that too. I mean, uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not excited about our, I am excited about it. I'm not thrilled about the Chiefs schedule and their chances of keeping them one seed. But also, I think anybody that watched the game, to be honest with you, I just watched the, the cut up game in 15 minutes. I have no nerves about the Chiefs and I will not put it past them to drop a few of these games. Yeah. Not just because they don't have wide receivers, which is also another thing I want to talk to you about, but because it's hard to play this late in the postseason over and over and over and over again, right? And it's hard to make your quarterback a world beater as good as Mahomes is and 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 expect him to do it over and over and over again. Um, Don C, shout out to Don C, says, just getting home, boys. I'm loving the fact that the Ravens' schedule is tough. I'm not digging a first-round buy for the playoffs. He agrees with you, Glenn. And with me in the in the in the tough schedule, I want them battle tested. No sitting starters. Absolutely. Look, I got another good saying. Okay, <clears throat> a wise man once said, "Everyone reaches out to me and says I overtrain." Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and he shows all his medals and he said, "I'm going to keep overtraining while you worry about overtraining." Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. idea is that like when I get ho- hurt overtraining, I let you know. But when your thing works out better for you, you let me know. Right. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I love that because, yeah, make them battle test and go into that thing all ready to go. Now, like you said, Glenn, we don't want to be banged up, but like psychologically having the edge of going through all of it, you know, I think will be huge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to limp into the playoffs with a bunch of softballs 
and then get smacked in the mouth by that first fastball that you see in the Which playoffs. Maybe something like that happened in 19. Maybe, maybe. You know? I think if if hindsight, if John had his hindsight, he probably wouldn't have rested all those guys. But we'll see what happens. To, quickly, if you could choose right now, would you still take the one seed? You're killing me. I don't because I I'm very opinionated and usually quick to answer. I don't know if I have an answer on this. I'm gonna stick with what uh, I've been saying. Yeah. You know What's what? Up? I'm going to take the one seat. Mm, dang it. It's tough because then you're guaranteeing rest for everyone. Right. But I wonder if it not. makes a difference. And then I also think I, I wanted to say I'll take the one seat, but I won't sit my guys against the Steelers. But I'm like, okay, somebody ends up limp against the Steelers. Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Be, I'm going to be pissed off that guys didn't sit if the game doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. Um. Dang it. I'm taking the one seed. Yeah, DK said it. You get a home field advantage too. You do, you do, but because you could get still. home field as the second is the second seed if someone knocks off the one seed. Yeah. Uh and the only team that could stop you is if the one seed wins. But the only thing that makes me nervous is we see it in, in other sports too. Both the top seeds in baseball, yeah, both had some some rests and both were out in the first round in the blink of an eye after dominating the regular season. Which is crazy because the they were did series, rest. It was a series too. You know, it wasn't like it's a yeah. one game. So I just wonder if that rest, unless it's absolutely needed, as in a guy can't play this week but he can play next. I don't know if it is the best case. So it's uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but appreciate Don C jumping in here. Oh, appreciate. Yeah, that. now I just want to ask you a question real quick though, Glenn, and this is. Not directly related to the Ravens, but Tom Brady's been making the news today. Yeah. See the clip? I did. And I agree with everything he says. I just say I just think that when he was playing, he was actively on the other side of that. And the strongest driving force, it seemed like, on the other side of everything he said. But I loved everything he said. Is this his way of getting Bill to the Chargers? <laughs> Look. Getting Bill, Bill another stinks. job? Bill stinks out loud tom brady isn't his quarterback he stinks i'm yeah. done with the time but i do love what he said but the whole time he was he was literally sitting up and complaining and trying to get calls so it's kind of weird that he said but i love everything he says about how you know he he kind of misses the old days and and how, how how much they've handcuffed the defense yeah well i mean it's funny too because wasn't a a a roommate because he got hit Right, like, yeah, yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying. So, it's like, funny that he, yes, it's funny that he would say that. I agree with you, um, but you know, it's just tough to be in that situation and not just and to not come off just sounding old. Yeah, you just sound old, man. You sound like an old head. You sound like Barkley. Yeah, you know, so sometimes Barkley gets on there. And I'm like, Chuck, I stop. Know. I know you sound so old. Yeah. Um. Anyway, no, I'm just curious to get your thoughts on that one. Uh, let's see. But Brady didn't push for the, oh yeah. Well, we don't know DK. Well, yeah, we don't know. How could you, how could we know? <laughs> but he certainly sat up, uh, after every hit looking around. Yeah. Going, Why and am screaming I screaming and berating the refs? <laughs> certainly when he got into his forties, forget about it, He lost all respect for referees. He would, ver it was verbal assault, verbal yeah. abuse. No, it was, it was so, but I love, but again, everything you said in the video, totally 100% agree. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a interesting uh, scenario, but um, did we actually get to the transactions like we were going to? Well, talk I talked about, about I, I talked about um, them activating Pepe, but also yeah. to your point, they did add a, a tight end to the room. Let me see here. Yeah. His name, name Johnny. 
Uh, give me one sec. It's popping. It's man, I don't know what's going on with my internet tonight, but it has been not so good. Okay, here we Leather, go. Scotty, bro. Scotty, not Johnny. Scotty, Scotty, Scotty boy. Scotty Washington, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, has been signed to the practice squad. So it'll be interesting to see why they felt the need. You think they had uh, enough guys? It's interesting to bring Tomlinson back. They decided to, to go a totally different guy and bring in Scotty Washington. Um, don't know a ton about him. He's a big guy, but I don't think he's brought in to it, it be anything more than depth and you know a, a guy to to back up the guys we got on this team. I don't expect him to jump out there and start running routes and making catches. I think that's still going to be, for the most part, likely Charlie Kohler, and then we're going to see an increased role from Patrick Ricard, at least from a blocking standpoint. But uh, yeah, I mean that's the only that's the only new guy to the squad. They did add, uh, let's see, Kevin Seymour, Kevin Seymour to the injured reserve. Um, so yeah, he's gone. That's, a, that's the other piece up. Yeah, we mentioned earlier. But I'm glad you highlighted that again. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. He is he is out of here. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I, what's your what what is your expectation on Volkolek? Where is Volkolek right now? Yeah. I need to know. I need to know more about Volkolek and where he Volkolek. is. Is he? Still, uh, you want to know where he's squad? in? Yeah. You don't know where he's he's in Mother Russia. He's lifting with he's lifting with Drago right now. Is, what is that what he's doing? doing? Okay, or he's up right. in the mountain with Rocky chopping wood. I Maybe need to know with a big old beard, dude. Nobody knows where he's at. What was the point of signing this guy, Scotty? I I don't. I mean, you have a guy go down, I guess. Well, but... maybe they have plans to move Volkolek. Like, you know, if they want to move him up so they have the guy, you know, if there's injuries, then they have the guy in the practice squad that's. Yeah. Okay. Right. <coughs> because I, in my mind, it's like a line and file, right? So if Mark goes down, everyone kind of moves up one. So then you got to kind of plug in for the yeah, last guy. Understood. Okay. You know, that's the way I see it. But I also wanted to, um, DK brought it up and we ought to do this right now because not we will forget. And it is one of the most important parts of our show. Yeah. That is announcing the winner of our weekly competition. Of course, we do it internally, but we also do it for all you guys as well to participate. It's open competition, and the winner gets some swiggity swiggity swag. Yeah, that. Yeah, so, that. Our this week's competition uh, was submitted their entry on YouTube. Jonathan Johns. Shout out to Jonathan. Out to Jay Johns, Johnny Boy. That's a new winner there. I don't recognize that hey. name. First and I would time not winner. have forgotten that name. And, of course, this segment is, as always, brought to us by BetUS, yes, the OG in sports betting. Whether you know whether it's season-long, <laughs> in-game, prop bets, they have it all. And best of all, they will match your initial deposit up to $2,500, 125%. So they won't just match what you put in. They'll give you a little extra something on the top. Mm. It's a wonderful way to just make a non-interesting game so much more interesting by just putting a couple player props on, have fun. You do it with your couple like Jimmy, I mean, with your partner like Jimmy does with his wife to make things more fun, makes things more enjoyable. Absolutely use promo code 410 to get that match though. Get that free money and maybe you can, uh, you know, get a couple extra dollars in your pocket for some Christmas shopping. That's right. Nothing wrong with that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Yeah. Glenn, what do you get me for Christmas this year, dude? I don't know, dude. I've been thinking about it though. I have been. I've been. You actually active. have. I mean, we usually will do something small, yeah. you know, for each I other. You're gonna say hugging a smile. Nah, dude. Nah, bruh. You know, Jimbo, dude. You're you're pretty important to me, brother. Hey, you know what I'm saying? You know what? I got something to say. It is Thanksgiving, and there was something I was thinking about the other day. I gotta tell you about it. Okay. All DK, right. Let's hear it. Buckle in, dude. So that's right. <laughs> 
So it's weird. I try to explain it to people all the time. And I said this on the show. I don't know if this happens when you get, when you're under the influence of any sort of substance, but I can you, tell you when you, when you run for a extended period of time, you go through these like emotional cycles in your head where you go from like happy, sad, grateful, angry, like all of these things. Right. Okay. The other day I was running and it was like really nice crisp night running with my son. And I happened to, when I was a kid, I remember running home from playing until it, you know, it got dark and I could smell the fire burning, you know, the wood burning in the fires in the stove in the, in the fireplace. My dad would have the wood burning stove going. And it was like the, I would get excited because I would be able to come home. Like we'd have dinner, we'd hang out, whatever. We do our thing as a family. The reason I'm saying all that is because when I was running, I passed this place that it just happened to smell exactly the same, like a fire burning stove, wood burning stove. I mean, and, um, I just got all these memories and then I was like, I, and then, so I started getting filled with all this gratitude and I was thinking, man, sometimes it's just important to pick up the phone when people call you. Like, it's nothing more than that. And yeah. something I'm super grateful for, thankful for it's Thanksgiving is when I call Glenn, dang it. If he doesn't answer, he's going to call me back. And he got no problem with talking to me for like 10, 15 minutes. He, he'll just talk it up. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like that's what it is. Like, dude, the ministry of just. Being present for people is powerful. So thank you, Glenn. I appreciate that. You're my guy, Jimbo. I'll Dude. make time. You know what I'm Dude. saying? Appreciate it, man. Yeah, because, man. you know, yeah. there's other people you call them and it's straight crickets. I'm not going to lie. As I've gotten older, my social circle has has gotten smaller. I'm mm -hmm. my friends. Yeah. And I'm glad about it. I'm trying to, like, better that, you know? Pick up the phone, ladies and gentlemen. You see your friends and family calling and you may, sometimes you don't feel like it. You're watching a show. Pick it up. <laughs> Give him a couple minutes. You yeah. never know. You never know. Crazy yeah. things happen in life. But yeah, Jimmy, yeah. I appreciate you. Uh, Shout out, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look yeah. at Katie says, "Oh, you guys. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah." Look, 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 man. We uh, we appreciate all of you guys as well. Yeah. Because one thing, Jimmy, you guys <laughs> always pick up for us. Me and yeah. Jimmy and DK. Anytime we're live. We appreciate always seeing this familiar names in the chat. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. We talk about thankful. We are. Always, always, you know, humbled mm -hmm. and, and thankful. It still blows our minds, right, Glenn? Like, sometimes we get off the Crazy. live and people are like, that we had like 500 plus people at the whole live and after our last win. Like, dude, we're dude. literally filling churches. You know what I'm saying? And also, I wanted to give a quick shout out. Our, our latest Patreon member, yeah. our newest patron, who who also just sent a cool note saying basically that him and him and his wife or girlfriend, I can't remember which one it was. Never missed a show, Jimbo. So just imagine. Dude, we've done over a thousand shows. There's a couple that's never missed a show of us two goobers up here talking some Ravens football. It's so cool to see. Um, so yeah. thank you guys. Oh, oh man. Katie said we should get BFF Rafers. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't make it weird, Katie. Don't <laughs> make it weird. Oh, um, so but Lisa Ann, appreciate you always being here. Adam. Don yes. C, you know, you're a legend. Lewis, always here with us. Anonymous YouTuber, appreciate you always being out with us. Um, let's see. Uh, let me get some other names. Nut Nasty always has nice words for us, uh, even though his his name, <laughs> Nut Nasty. I mean, it just feels weird saying it's that. Nasty. Uh, but appreciate you. Lenny, always in here. Tanja, I mean, my goodness, here every single live. Jax, you as well. A hold on. Adrian? Adrian, Ad uh, look, the accent is where you accentuate, is where okay. you add the emphasis. Adrian, do it. No, okay, hold on. I'm, this right. is how I learned it, all right? All so right. this is what all I right. want you to do. Where the all accent right. is, 
just lift your head. You go, Adrian. Adrian. Yeah, there you go. Adrian. Adrian. Okay. All right. I got it. Appreciate you coming out here. Antonio, thank you. Adam78. Yeah. And Jonathan Johns was in here. I saw that. Jonathan. Yeah. So make sure you DM us and any of the social media uh, platforms above Glenn's noggin and send us your address and shirt size, dude. That's all you got to do. Just don't put it in the comment section unless you want to have a lot more friends over for Thanksgiving. Hey, you never know. That could be that could be cool as well. But that's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. But don't forget, we will be back here on Black Friday. Excuse me to get you prepared for the Sunday night matchup against the LA Chargers, and then we'll be back post game after the game. So we got some a uh, couple shows coming up for you. Make sure you're here Friday evening. That way, we can get you set for your Sunday night matchup against the Chargers. But I think that's it for us tonight, folks. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.